Welcome to Ink Drinkers, a literary tea party podcast where we discuss books and drink tea. Good eye, mate. Hi. I've been <laughs> listening to several books with uh, Australian accents. Really? So mm-hmm. that's not um, typical. Th- thought I would just throw that out there. I like your accents. That was nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay, I wanted to tell you about the dream that I had last night. Please do. I'd love to Because you, you were in it. Oh. So you and I were on a cruise together. Uh-huh. And also, like, my whole family was there for some reason. Okay. And um, you and I shared a cabin. Uh-huh. And it was, like, the end of the cruise. And, um, sorry, I just lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> Your face threw me off. <laughs> okay. I just took a sip of my tea and I needed something warm to heal my heart. <laughs> and you just made the, like, I didn't know what was going through your mind at that moment. I just, you know, when you have to drink tea and it's so warm and it like goes all through your, your like yes. stomach and it just kind of warms you. It was this very nice warming sensation. Sorry. I just, it came out outwardly. <laughs> Okay, let me get back on track now Sorry. after that. Um, okay, so we were sharing a cabin. It was the end of the cruise. And I don't know if this is a thing on cruises because I've only been on one. But my recollection of cruises is that at the end, you like set your uh, suitcases outside the door and they collect them all for you or something like that. I don't know where I got that from. In my dream, that's what, ha- what happened. You must have had like a super fancy one. No, it was carnival. Okay. <laughs> The one I went on was also carnival, and it was for work. Yeah, I know. I, it's I, awful. Oh, I know that story. Um, but so okay, so we put our suitcases out. Well, no, you oh. and I forgot that we were supposed oh, to do no. that, and so we missed the window <laughs> to like set our suitcases outside, and we hadn't packed or anything. And Side note: Can I interrupt you? Go ahead. Jamie and I's personalities, we would never forget. <laughs> we would be packed and we would, those well babies advance. would be outside. I'd be looking for those people outside, making sure that no one, one, stole our stuff and two, that they were picked up properly by the right person. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so, um, so we were like hanging out with my family when we realized it and you were like, well, I'm, I'm going to go back and pack my suitcase and I'll just take it off the boat with me. I was like, okay, cool. And so I guess we had docked and you went and packed and left I finished hanging out with my family, went to go pack my suitcase to leave, and the cabin was still full of tons of junk that you had just left in there. And it was like all these jackets and like clothes hung up everywhere. And then like you had like decorated our cabin with Christmas ornaments and you had left those all over the place and all this kind of stuff. And I texted you and I was like, Marissa, come back and get your stuff. And you were like, well, I've already gotten off the boat. I can't get back on. Can you just pack it all up for me? And like (laughs) you had like bags and bags and bags that were were empty from all the stuff you brought. And I had to load it all up. And I was like, I can't take all of this off the boat by myself. (laughs) Anyway, that was the gist of it. That's really funny. (laughs) And then when I woke up. And I would never do that to you. (laughs) I know. When I woke up this morning, I was like, oh, I can't wait to tell this to Marissa. That's how I felt on the cruise that I went on because, you know, it's a cruise and you can't call anyone or do anything. And 
Now you can, apparently. Oh, okay. But you couldn't when we went on cruises. Okay. Well, I had the black box, which we won't explain it, but I had all the stuff for the event. Oh, and okay. I, had I see what you're saying. the sponsor signage uh-huh. and no one to help me. And I couldn't call <laughs> David or anybody. And so I'm literally, I was rolling sick as a dog because right. it, it was... The weather was awful and the boat was rocking back and forth. I'd never been on a cruise before. I'm having to host this conference. And so I had that plus giant sponsor signs <laughs> with an easel and the boat is rocking back and forth. So I'm like hitting the wall and trying to roll all this stuff. And after we had speakers and everything, David leaves because he was super sick also. Oh my God. So you and were trying to like take all that stuff back. I had to take everything oh down. I had to take gosh. it back to the room and I literally was trying to myself in the corridors like, trying to coach this yourself is through ridiculous. it <laughs> and i was at the last i was kicking the sign down the hallway because i was so sick and the boat was rocking back and forth and i'd taken medication so i was exhausted it was awful it sounds way more miserable than my yeah. dream but the problem with my dream is number one i don't think i'll ever go on another cruise i don't ever want to go on another and cruise. number two this is going to sound super elitist but it's a true just a truth about me i don't share rooms with people <laughs> <laughs> okay so if we ever go on vacation together <laughs> you're on your own okay um my sister came with me but i couldn't call her oh that's right i forgot she yeah, yeah. well okay i read recently the unsinkable greta james which is like a, it's not rom-com. It's like, um, like a finding yourself kind of book. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has a rom com cover and it takes place on a cruise ship and she's able to like use her cell phone and stuff. And apparently you can now. I don't know. If Satellites? I do, if I ever do another cruise again, this sounds super bougie and I don't mean it to be, but it's gotta be like a really nice one. No, I agree. No more carnival want, for me. I want no luxury. Offense, but I'm not going on a boat. Again, unless it's luxury. I I agree with that. But I also don't really want to be on a boat. I'd rather just be Same. somewhere on land. Same. Yeah, like, so one, one more thing, and we can get off the cruise discussion, but, like, my friend PJ takes these Viking cruises all the time, yeah. and she'll go travel to and Europe. And I those and, are super cool. Yeah, and she's like, That's she loves them. That's what I'm talking about like, when I say luxury. I, I know, but I was tell, talking to her about him, and I was like, I think I would just want to like go stay in a city and then maybe go to another city and then go to another city, but not by boat. I don't need to be on the boat. Same. So anyway. Yeah. I'll say this. If someone invited me or like it was a girl's trip or, and that's what everybody really wanted to do or Michael's family or I don't know. If it was something where it's out of my control and it was like, okay, I want to be on this trip. It's not what I would normally want to do. That's the only way that I think that I would go again is if, a whole group was like, we're doing this. And I was like, okay, I, I guess. I'm but still saying no. I'm going to I, I I'm gonna be like, I hope that y'all have a wonderful time <laughs> on the open seas. I'm good. But the thing is, I know Hillary will stay back with me because there's so many like true crime things that happen on cruise ships. Mm-hmm, I, don't think she, I don't think she's doing cruise either. Interesting. Hillary and I will hang back and everyone else can go enjoy there the are, seas. There are quite a lot. There are. That's a podcast for another day. Okay. Well, <laughs> we're here to talk about books. Not giant ships. But also, we're going to talk about those too when we want to. Correct. Um, I think I'm first. You are. Yes. Okay. I'm telling you about a series today. Okay. Always fun, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So I read... 
so far I've read the first two in the series, but I'm going to tell you about the first one. Um, the first one is called A Curious Beginning, and it's by Deanna Rayborn, who wrote Killers of a Certain Age that we've discussed before. Mm-hmm. So the main character in this book is named Veronica Speedwell. So this is the Veronica Speedwell series. Mm-hmm. Um, I had tried to read this once before and just couldn't get into it. And it's a Victorian London like it takes place in 1887 and it's like a a mystery kind of and I've tried other books in that vein and genre and just didn't like them so I think I just kind of assumed I wasn't gonna like this one Mm -hmm. um but Carrie is obsessed with this series so I was like you know what I'm gonna give it another try and I'm glad that I did because it was super fun so Veronica has been living with her aunts her whole life um her two aunts, and she doesn't know her mother or father. She was, like, adopted, or I don't know if adoption was a thing back then, but she started being taken care of um, by these two aunts at a very the young... The ward of her aunts. The, she was the ward of her aunts. Yes. At a very young age. Okay. And um, her, one of her aunts has already passed away. The second one has just passed away. Okay. And so she's, like, packing up trying to figure out what she's going to do, where she's going to go. She's a traveler. She is a lepidopterist, which is a butterfly catcher. I have never heard that word before. Yeah. Had you? I had, yeah. Okay. Say it again. Lepidopterist. Interesting. Okay. So, yeah, she, like, travels around the world and goes and catches butterflies from all these places and studies them. Like, she considers herself a scientist. That totally sounds... (laughs) Like, have you ever seen when people are getting their homes redone and it's like they tell you the budget that they have for the home on these renovation shows and they say, um, she, 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 he collects butterflies. (laughs) She collects pencil erasers. Their budget is $4 million. (laughs) Uh, okay, it sounds like I need to watch some of these. They don't home really, but sometimes they tell you what they do, and it's like like always ridiculous. Yeah, and it's like how how do they have how is that their budget? She's a butterfly collector. Yeah, wow. Okay, well, Veronica is a butterfly collector, and she studies them, and she's like really smart. Okay, for you know, yeah, a woman in London in 1887, they weren't really allowed to right, study sure. and things. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like, you know what? I'm doing what I want. Um, she's a bad bee. She's a a bad bee. So, (laughs) so she's just like packing up her bag and she's like, all right, well, where am I going to go now? And, um, this mysterious German baron enters her home as her home is being, um, like a burglar. There's like a, she, she like gets home from the, um, funeral. There's a burglar inside her home and then this German baron comes in, the burglar gets scared off and leaves, and the German baron is like, your life is in danger, I need you to come with me. And she's like, excuse me, no thank you, I am I can manage myself, I'm good. And he's like, well, I have information about your mother, um, and you're not safe, and you need to come with me. And she's like, okay, whatever, dude. So she goes with him, kind of just to humor him, and he stows her away in the home of his uh friend named stoker okay and so 
Uh, she's living with Stoker, who is a taxidermist. Okay. <laughs> He's a taxidermist. She is a butterfly catcher. <laughs> Their budget. Exactly. Is $4 million. Correct. So anyway, the two of them just from the get-go are just like, rah, 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 like, but in a jokey kind of fun way. Okay. Um, so it's it's entertaining to read their interaction. Um and very quickly, we learn that the German baron has died. And so, like, he's been murdered. And so Veronica's oh. like, okay, maybe my life really is in danger. The This German baron, and I keep calling him that because obviously I don't remember his name. <laughs> um, <laughs> he trusts Stoker. Uh-huh. Veronica knows that he had knowledge about her mother. So she's going to go figure out what happened to the German baron find out as much information she can about her mother and try to stay away from these bad guys who are clearly trying to hunt her down. So an adventure ensues. Chaos ensues. Does Stoker go on this adventure? Stoker joins her. Okay. And like for part of it, they have to pretend that they're married because it's London in 1887 and you can't, a woman can't be alone with a man. Right. (laughs) without a chaperone so they have to stay in the so, same room and... yeah there's like a traveling circus involved there's stoker hot <laughs> well yeah yeah he is okay anyway it was absolutely delightful it's british so it's fun to listen sure. to i'm into it i'm into it i read the second in the series which i didn't like as much as the first um but there's eight total well, there's seven total, and the eighth one is coming out in March. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, I'm pretty pumped to read the rest of them. It was, like, I, it just was so so joyful, so fun. Like, I'm such glad. an adventure. I'm so glad. Okay, well, I'll tell you about mine. Yeah, your turn. Mine's very different. Um, this is a debut. I didn't expect that we would have both had Victorian England what? mysteries in oh. the same episode, but anyway. You never know. <laughs> Um, my book is called Lunar Love by Lauren Kung Jessen. It was published on January 10th of this year, so it just came out. I forgot you were doing this one. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, so again, this is a debut rom-com and it's enemies to lovers. They're also rivals, so it's like enemy rivals to lovers. Mm. Um, so Olivia, Liv, and Bennett O'Brien are our main characters and Olivia is a she's half chinese and then she has some other um heritage bennett the same situation like they're half chinese each um she is in a family business called lunar love which is a chinese zodiac matchmaking company interesting it's been in business for over 50 years since her popo who i don't know if i'm saying that right um her Chinese grandmother came over from China and started this business 50 years ago in LA. And so they're in Chinatown in LA in the same building that her grandmother, um, created, you know, this new life for her and her children. So she was married. Um, her husband passed away. She decided to move to the United States to give her children a better life. Um, couldn't speak English and really just used her knowledge of matchmaking from China. Um, and that involved the Chinese Zodiac animal 
animal signs and everything, the personality traits that go along with those and matching compatible animal signs with one another. Like this year we're in the year of the rabbit, that kind of thing? Yeah. So like say, and again, I don't know because I haven't looked into it, but like say a rabbit and a rat go together. Like you wouldn't, and then say a rabbit and a horse don't go together. And again, I don't know that that's true, (laughs) but she would never match incompatible signs with one another. The whole idea is the tradition behind the compatibility makes the best matches. Okay. In general. Yeah. Okay. So her aunt had taken over for her grandmother. Her grandmother is now 90 years old and we're... At the beginning of the story is her 90th birthday party that's coming up and her aunt is retiring from the business and they're going to announce that Olivia is the new generation of Lunar Love and she's taking over. So she is at a bakery in the morning getting herself some breakfast and it's like her friends, she's like really close friends with the the bakery owner and she's going to get her items and she gets the same things and her popo really likes this one particular bun and so she's going to grab for it and then someone else gets there before she can and gets the last one let me guess he's hot his name is bennett (laughs) yeah (laughs) and his grandparents own a competing love matchmaking close company close okay So they have this little back and forth flirtation thing going on and she never gets his name. He asks for her name and she says live and then she she asks for his name and he's I don't know if I can say this on the podcast, but go for it. He was like, My friends call me asshole. And so she's like, (laughs) Okay, asshole. So then she calls him and she puts him in her phone as asshole, which is Uh kind of funny. Um We now have to change our rating to explicit. (laughs) No, I think we'll be fine. (laughs) Um yeah, so they kind of talk, and I don't think that they exchange numbers at that particular time. They just kind of chit-chat, and they talk outside, and she kind of tells them that that's for her grandmother's birthday, and they barter back and forth with the other items that they had, because he's like, oh, I'm not giving up this last bun unless you <laughs> give me your pork bun or whatever. So it's cute, and um, she kind of hasn't dated in a really long time because she had she actually matched herself with an incompatible match years ago and it didn't go well and she actually matched her best friend with an incompatible match as well because at the time she was young and she was just starting Mm. in the business she didn't know any better and she thought that it didn't really matter and her grandmother and her aunt were like this is the whole history behind our business and how we make matches my eyes are huge right now how could you think it wouldn't matter and uh the situation with her best friend actually went terribly wrong and Mm. they haven't spoken since then this is like three years ago they'll get to that later but um yeah so it's popo's birthday and she goes to the birthday party they announce that olivia is taking over lunar love and um, they're going to announce it publicly, but her first public appearance is on a podcast where it's supposed to be an all women's love podcast and it's like different people in like the love industry. I think there's like a psychologist and then <laughs> her who owns Lunar Love the and then love industry. a writer, you know, that writes for a particular magazine that has something to do with um, with that. So anyways. L- let me just interject mm-hmm. here and say that whenever you mentioned the love industry... <laughs> I know it doesn't sound good. That sounds... I'm immediately thinking back to the swingers conference at oh yikes at that uh, hotel that we used to do the the conference at yeah. right after them, and yes. they'd have to change all the mattresses before. Yes. 
Oh, yikes. Things now that you don't think are real. Now we're definitely going to have to change our rating <laughs> after discussing that. X-rated. Anyway, please continue. So she is going to be kind of announcing herself on this podcast. This all women's podcast that's coming up. Um, but before that podcast date happens, she goes to a, um, it's like a convention of sorts and it's different people in business around in Chinatown and then I think just around the city in general. And she runs or she sees people flooding to this particular booth. And when she walks up to it, her and her other colleagues from Lunar Love, she sees that it's Bennett and he is actually discussing the launch of his new app, Zodiac Cupid. No. And it is also a play on the Chinese Zodiac because he then tells everyone at this thing, you know, I, I am half Chinese and, um, I, you know, this really has meant a lot to me and, you know, all this stuff. And oh so my. she's just like, he stole our idea. He doesn't have a fresh idea in his mind. This is ridiculous. And they don't do anything automated. They don't have an algorithm. They don't have an app. Like everything is very traditional. They have to comb through their database and make matches. Like they are the algorithm. Right. And she says that. She goes, I'm the algorithm. Love that. So she just thinks this is um, just ridiculous and like kind of kitschy and that he's just, you know, trying to turn this for a profit and he doesn't care about making matches that make any sense because she downloads the app and makes like a fake profile to see what it's all about. And she said, he's just matching random signs that don't even go together. (gasps) No. And it's really funny. So like when you download the app, when people like swipe on you, they put in all their information. So it shows you that they're like a rat or a horse or a, you know, dragon or whatever. And (laughs) when you get like a notification that someone's interested it pops up with the animal sound of that person. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> she's like, what is this? This is ridiculous. And she's very... <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Wait, but what, like... For, like, sorry, for a rat, is it just like... She doesn't... <laughs> the audiobook narrator doesn't... <laughs> she doesn't make doesn't the noises. Make the noises. Oh, man. Or just like... like um scurrying scurrying little scurrying feet and then like for and then like for a rabbit like i mean they just like bunch doing moves up i don't even they didn't get into that okay i didn't think about it until you brought it up and like what how do we know what sound a dragon makes like i okay sorry about that i don't know like horse i i get (laughs) but (laughs) i'm a little concerned about these other animals please continue Anyways, she. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so prior to going on the podcast, sorry, let me start over. Prior to going onto the podcast, she has downloaded the app. Mm-hmm. She has made a fake profile, and she thinks I do this every day in my business. I can outsmart their algorithm and match myself with Bennett. So that I can go on a date with him and try to figure out his business plan and what's going on. I like it. I like the the undermine yeah. undermining. Yeah. So she reads <laughs> every article she can find on him. He's like in the tech world. He's done other projects before, but nothing specific to a, an app regarding you know like a dating app. But he's done other successful ventures, and so she um, 
somehow finagles to where she puts enough things in based on all of his profiles that she's read about him and everything that she stopped online <laughs> about him because it's not matching you with with compatible matches it's like whoever you know like it's basically she has figured out that it's more based on what you put in your profile like your interests that match okay rather more than so anything than your, to do with the zodiac sign zodiac it's like they're just using the zodiac as like a fun gotcha you know so she finally gets a match where she can match with this person and it's like um b-o-b and it's like bennett o'brien and so she assumes that it's him and so she messages him and she's like hey something from his profile and you know whatever she does whatever basically says you want to meet up and he's like yeah and he had specifically said at the convention that even he is on the app and he's one of the beta testers too because you know everyone's looking for love kind of you know he gives this whole thing and he's of course really charming and attractive and whatever so people, he, she could like hear some of the women being like, oh my gosh, I want to match with him. You know, so there was like all this hype about this app coming out and he's, and he has a bunch of people in his team and they're like, it, they're doing things that obviously are more tech and her company is like 50 No years. tech at all. <laughs> so they start going, so the, they go on a first date and you know, in her mind, he doesn't know who she is. She knows who he is. So she's slowly trying to figure out what his angle is and what his business strategy is through these questionings. She's a little abrasive. Um, I can imagine. But he seems to keep wanting to go on dates with her. And at first she's like, I'm going to be the worst, worst (laughs) ever. And then she's really not the worst ever, but she's very, um, She's aggravated, so it comes off kind of annoyed. And he's like, why is she upset with me? Like, we don't even, like, we're on a date, like our first date. Um, But then some things occur, and he still seems to want to, like, get back in touch with her and go on more dates. And so they keep going on these dates. And, you know, she's trying to find ways to not like him. Um, But she does, and he seems to be into her. And so um, it ends up that... It's the day of the podcast episode. Mm-hmm. So she gets there and the host of the podcast says, there's been some people drop that have dropped out um, that were going to be on the show. And so instead of it being an all women's podcast, um, we're going to have to, you know, we'll have to do that for another time. And then, of course, Bennett walks in. Bennett walks in. Yeah. And so that's where I'll leave it. <laughs> oh. That sounds entertaining. Yeah. Honestly, so I rejoined Book of the Month recently because they now have audiobooks. And so I was like, oh, cool. Well, let me just check this out. And one of the books for January was Lunar Love. And I just like immediately dismissed it. Um, but knowing that you enjoyed it, I it, like it makes me want to check it out. It was cute. I would say, and it does say in the, um, in like the description in the synopsis, that if you're a fan of um, Jasmine Guillory and Jenny Han, um, that you would like this book. It's kind of in the same feel yeah. a little bit. Um, and I do like both of those authors. Yeah. So it was good. There was a, little, a few parts that were a little cheesy, but I really liked um, I liked the overall feel of the characters. I liked the background. I liked the overall theme of the Zodiac kind of being in the background was an it was an interesting um topic to discuss and because it's talked about a lot 
And there's a lot of Chinese traditional things that are discussed in the book. I love that. Just for our listener knowledge, in case they're like, hmm, do I want to read this book? Um, how many eggplants would you give it? Not a lot. Okay. Low eggplant rating. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Good to know. Okay. Um, tea time. So, Harney and Sons. <laughs> Can't even say that was a straight face because it's just, it's as if we're sponsored by them, but we're not. Um a while back, they came out with a Dis- like Disney-themed tease, and so there's a Mickey Mouse one. There was like a, maybe Moana. I think there was a couple different princesses, but this one, the Mickey Mouse one, sounded the best to me, so that's the one that I got. And um, it's black tea with rose hips and vanilla. And um, so it it ha- it says character. Beloved around the world, Mickey Mouse inspired us to create a timeless and classic tea. This blend of black tea, rose hips, and vanilla is sure to make you think, oh boy. (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Anyway. Uh, Ingredients are... (laughs) I was not expecting that. The ingredients are black tea, chamomile, hibiscus, rose hips, natural vanilla flavor, and white tea. And I think it kind of tastes like candy, to be honest with you. It's really yummy. Like candy that you would buy at Disney World, you know what I mean? I haven't been to Disney World since I was in seventh grade. Well, guess what? (laughs) I'm going to Disney World in April. Really? Yeah. I'm pretty excited. It sounds stressful. Well, yeah, because we're going to have a seven-year-old and a two-year-old with us. But I think it's going to be fun. And we're going to Universal as well. So I'm pretty pumped. I have a feeling that in the future, that's going to be something that Michael's family is going to want to do. And the idea of it, while it does sound fun, obviously things are very different now from when I went when I was in seventh grade. But it seems really cumbersome. Like, there's all these other things, like these bracelets and this, like... I don't think they have the bracelets anymore. Oh, okay, okay. They might. I don't. I haven't started doing my research. Okay, okay. Know. It just seems like it's got to be planned out, which I generally <laughs> it like. Does. But with two children, I'm not sure. It depends on the ages. It depends on what's going on in my life. It just sounds like a lot to have to... Like, John and Hillary are already like, where are we going to eat lunch this day? Where are we going to eat it. dinner this day? Yes, you, you have, have to, to book do all this so way in advance. advance. Yeah. See, that wasn't how it was when yeah. I went. Well, I'm letting them handle all those details. Are you a ride person? I'm, oh my God, yes. Okay. Mm-mm. I love roller coasters. I get motion sickness. Uh, nah. Surprisingly, I don't. I can't be on a giant cruise ship where you can't even feel that it's moving. I'll get sick from that. But on a roller coaster, no issue. Michael doesn't do roller coasters. He, he gets motion sickness also. I love For them. someone who, and he can be on a boat. He. Oh, that's true. I mean, he has, but yeah, no, I don't think they, I'm almost positive he doesn't do roller coasters. I think he's been to, have they been to Disney World? I think he has, but maybe when he was really young. I think that Universal has better rides. I think that Disney has a better overall, um, I don't know, just, there's so many different things to do at Disney and it's just like a whole experience. And Universal's an experience too, don't 
don't get me wrong, like, I can't wait to go back to Hogwarts and... That sounds really... See, I'd like to do that. That sounds like that would be super fun. It's so, like, not to sound stupid, but it's genuinely really magical. I'm sure. (laughs) I mean, that's like a... Like, I can't even imagine that after you watch it and it's a movie and then you... And then you're physically in it. it. Yeah. That's got to be really cool. It's amazing. Um, Yeah. I I definitely, I don't know what age kids need to be, but um, I'd want it to be something that they'd remember. Yeah. Something that they would remember. They're old enough to remember it and they're old enough to where they're not like scared of the characters. Oh yeah. I didn't think about that. Because like Margot went to this bluey, I don't know, play or something Mm -hmm. recently and, like, they got to meet Bluey after, and she was like, no, thank you. I'll hang back here. <laughs> yeah. And I remember Foster, like, being scared of Mickey and Goofy, and even Buzz Lightyear, who hit, was his absolute most favorite character at the time. He, like, wouldn't it's go near. It's a little near. different when they're, like, uh, adult-sized. Yeah, it's a little, I can imagine it would be a little jarring if you see these little characters on your television and then all of a sudden they're way bigger than you are honey i blew up the (laughs) disney character honey i blew up the bluey yeah yikes because bluey is australian in case people didn't know that oh i didn't know that i know it did like i've seen the little character but i've never watched an episode where they're um, they're australian okay we're specifically on um we still do winnie the pooh and we've added peppa pig oh i love peppa yeah that's about it though that's where we are right now Sounds fun. Yeah. The other one's just, there's there's just a lot that seems very annoying that we don't want to watch. So we're, <laughs> we're trying to... I get that. <laughs> like the Coco Melon looks nuts. Margot is obsessed okay, with Coco Melon. Okay, so we don't Melon. watch that because Michael said he watched... I haven't watched it, but he said, like, I watched an episode and it, I was like, nope. Don't... Yeah, don't do that to yourself because Marco is constantly like, Coco Melon, yeah, Coco Melon, yeah. and we constantly have to put it on for her, yeah. and it's the most annoying songs ever, and they get stuck in your head. Just don't do it. Yeah, I'm not doing that. And then um, Celeste, I don't know if she's still really into it, but when she was younger, she was really into um, Daniel Tiger. Mm, yeah, Foster. And for it. some reason, it bugs me. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. And I get that it, I get that it's <laughs> involved with Mr. Rogers. Like I understand the background of it. I just don't like it that much. I never, and so I don't want to watch it. I never really watched Daniel Tiger, but I don't want to watch it. But I, I, I'm, I like Peppa Pig. I can watch that with her. And Bluey's I love Winnie, fun. Winnie the Pooh is great too. So we should add Bluey. Add Bluey. Bluey's okay. fun. Um, well, I hope that our listeners have enjoyed all of our talk about cruise ships <laughs> and um, swinger conferences and kids' TV shows. Yeah, and Disney. And Disney. Not your typical episode, but that's what you're getting from us today. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes for the full list of books we discussed today. You can find that in your podcast app or on our website, inkdrinkerspodcast.com. And please support us by subscribing anywhere you listen to podcasts and leaving a review. You can find us on Instagram and on Twitter at inkdrinkerspod. Cheers. Cheers.